idea is that tonight uh, we're going to talk a little bit about 2019 and what happened and what we did, and of course talk about also uh, 2020 and what we believe that God uh, has for us, City Church, uh, this next year. Hey, I do apologize for those of you with little kids uh, who are in our service. Um, our, I wanted to, we wanted to allow our teachers to be a part of the meeting tonight. Uh, but please feel free to, if you need to walk around and they need to walk a little bit, we also have the room back here that has sound uh, in it. So if you just need to stretch your legs, uh, you will not offend me. I was a children's pastor, uh, and I could preach to all of you if nobody was listening, okay? I've done it before. So um, uh, tonight is our 2020 vision night. And um, I would like to kind of start with, if you don't know, and especially if you are newer to City Church, uh, what our overall vision is. We have an overall vision. Uh, we have an overall mission statement of why we're doing this, why City Church is here, why Buena Park. Uh, and if really quick, if I can give you kind of a, a quick history, if you're not familiar with it, I apologize for all of those who have not only been a part of that history, but have heard me tell this story over and over. We came out of, we were launched out of a church called the Warehouse Church. It was another Foursquare church. Uh, we are uh, part of the denomination called Foursquare. Uh, and we were launched out of that church uh, four years ago. Uh, it will actually be four years um, uh, this next week. Uh, we started at Buena Park High School. Uh, four years next week, we, we did a whole month of just our church plant uh, team, and we did a whole service. And then the uh, first Sunday in March, four years ago, we had our very first open service uh, to the public, and um, it was amazing. So four years ago, uh, actually, let me go back even a little further, uh, probably about like six years ago, I had approached uh, my pastor, uh, Pastor Kurt Fuller. Um, he had a heart to plant churches, and I had told him that I had been praying, and one of the things is we, my wife and I live here in Buena Park, and I had been driving from Buena Park up to La Habra uh, every day. I mean, every day I was making that Beach Boulevard trip. And uh, one day I was praying. I said, Lord, what is it that you have for us? What's the next step in ministry? You know, what, what do you want me to do? I mean, I'm very happy in what I'm doing. I was currently, uh, you know, I was doing children's ministry and youth ministry at their church. Uh, but I'm like, Lord, I feel like something's changing. I feel like there's something around the corner. And what is that? Uh, and as I was praying, the Lord showed me as I was coming home in Buena Park, the Lord said, this is it. This is going to be your new ministry ground, uh, and I'm going to give you a vision uh, for Buena Park. So it happened very quickly. I, I approached my pastor, and I said, I think I would like to church plant. And he said, um, yeah, that would be great. And how we got started was we were, for two years, uh, we were actually a campus uh, of the warehouse. So we were still the warehouse Buena Park, and we did that for two years. We met at Buena Park High School. We met in the theater. Uh, and then uh, after two years... Uh, we really collectively, uh, uh, as a church, as a council, and the members, we really believe that God was calling us uh, to really kind of plant in the city and really become uh, integrated in as much as we could uh, to be kind of a standalone church. So uh, two years ago, uh, uh, we renamed, uh, we were the Warehouse Buena Park, uh, we renamed it City Church. Uh, and there is a reasoning behind that, and it goes along with our vision and, of course, our, um, our, our verse, uh, kind of our church uh, memory verse. Uh, but we specifically wanted to be a light into this community. 
We specifically had the vision that we don't just want to be a group that meets. We don't want to just be a club that gets together, that we want to be known by the city. And uh, if anything, that's always going to be in our DNA as a part of our church, that not only will we collectively meet as a church, but how can we be impacting um, the city, the community around us? And you'll hear me talk a little bit more about that. So uh, let me just share kind of our overall vision Our vision statement is to help guide people into relationship with God, with each other, and with our community. And it kind of looks, if you could break it up into three different things that we are focused. We are a very family-focused community. And and, uh, why I say that, I I don't mean to exclude, uh, when I say family, this doesn't mean that because you don't have kids or, or, or because you're here by yourself. What I mean is, is, that we are creating this, this, what I call God's family, that everyone is a part of God's family, and whether you are here by yourself or whether you're here with your family, you are a part of our family. But for every generation, we are looking that we want to minister to every single generation. We are not just a church that's uh, gearing towards a certain generation like there are some churches that do. There are certain churches that they're focused are young adults, and they're going to go after young adults. Our church is a multi-generational church. We want to minister to everyone from, you know, the wisest all the way down to the child, right? You have to be careful there, man. Yeah, thank you, Karen. Thank you, yeah. But we are a, so if you're wondering, we are a multi-generational church. We are not focused on one generation. In fact, we're focused on uh, what, that's why we say we are family-focused, from kids, you know, all the way up until people into their hundreds. So, you know, we want to see them all. Um, Our mission statement, our mission statement here at City Church is at City Church, it is our mission to help people grow in their relationship with God through worship, in their relationship with each other through fellowship and teaching, and, and in their relationship with our community through outreach. Those are things that you are going to see. It's a part of our DNA. These are, these are three kind of pillars that are always going to be a part of what we do and who we are. Our key verse, if you hadn't figured it out already, is Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. That's directed at you. I think sometimes we think, oh yeah, God's, God's the light of the world, that's great. Or, or that, you know, that, that, that leader over there, or that worship, ah, they're the light of the world. No, you are the light of the world. Right? You are the light of the world. God wants to use, and this is, I want this to feel very inclusive of every one of us that God wants to use every single person in this room to be a light to this world. And we need to capture that and we need to own that. Because for, you know, I've even grown up and I thought sometimes, well, it's, it's the guy that's standing up on stage. It's his job. It's his job to go save everybody. It is not. It is, we need to own this together. And that's why this is uh, a very important verse to me. And this is what our city church is really all about. The reason why. I think you should know the reason why of anything that you are doing, right? What is the reason why? And uh, this was actually one of my leaders. uh, This was her quote. It's not about us, but about those that don't yet have the hope of a savior. This is a direct quote from one of our leaders. It's not about me. I need to come to church. And yes, you, does God want to minister to your needs? Absolutely. But when we come with humble hearts saying that it's not about me, 
then two things happen that I believe. One, God is going to minister to your needs because he cares about you. But two, God will be able to use you. I was talking to, uh, you know, one of our members and I said, wouldn't it be amazing that if every single person that showed up to church thought, how can I bless somebody else today? How can I say something encouraging? Because then, by the way, that would mean we were all encouraging each other. And then you'd have at least 50 other people that encouraged you today. Amen? Do you understand what, you know, the, the, the point that I am trying to make? <clears throat> we need to ask ourselves, why are we doing this? Why are we doing, why are we doing this thing called church? Because I'll tell you what I don't want to do. I don't want to just have a club. I don't want to just have a group of people that get together and we're this kind of closed group and, you know, we like being around each other, of course, but that's not what I want to be. I want to be a church that is very, very open to bringing in and allowing the lost, the broken, the hurting, the, you know, the lonely. I mean, and the list goes on. I, I want us to be a church with open arms. I do not want to be a church that's all about, mem- just about membership and about, you know, making everybody happy that's sitting in the seats or the pews or whatever it is. I want to reach our community. And it's something you'll hear me say a lot. And to be honest with you, I think it's stuff that we're still praying about and developing, but it is definitely a heart and a passion that our church has. Okay, let's look at some of the highlights of 2019. There's a lot, and I apologize, uh, that's a little smaller. Uh, But uh, let me tell you, in 2019, we prayed for more space. Uh, We were meeting at Buena Park High School. We were originally meeting in the theater, and then because they wanted to remodel the theater, uh, we had to move into their cafeteria. And for those of you who met with us in the cafeteria, uh, it was a lot of work. And we did that for almost two years. So first of all, I want to thank you for everybody who did that, who helped, who came early, who stayed late, who uh, moved chairs around, who moved tables around, who set up sound. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, You don't know how amazed and blessed I am. Uh, So would you guys just, in fact... If you were a part of the, the, the theater or the cafeteria uh, days, would you stand up? Have you were helped serve? Would you stand up? You're part of the theater, the cafeteria days. Would you thank them? Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's several people who didn't stand that are just, I guess, being very uh, humble. Thank you all. You know who you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But we prayed for space. We were praying, Lord, show us some space, and long story short, uh, God uh, brought us uh, to meet Christ Community Church, which is this place, and in October, uh, we officially moved onto the campus here, Christ Community Church. So God, God answered our prayers, and it was, per- it was really perfect timing, because uh, I know some of you were about, like, I don't know how much more of the cafeteria uh, I can take. Uh, what came out of that is our youth uh, had our own space. For those of you who don't know, the youth uh, were first met at Chris and Anna's house. Uh, then the youth met over at our house. Uh, and I think we did that for about a year, uh, the youth at our house. And every Wednesday, it was a little sweaty and stinky, and, and, uh, but a lot of fun and a lot of laughing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we are so happy that now God again answered our prayers and the youth have their very own youth room here on the campus of Christ Community Church. Um, in, uh, in 2019, the, our um, vision was a year to grow. 
2019, it was a year to grow, and I've talked to several people in our church, and they really feel like, yeah, I, I did a lot of growing, and, and I have too. I have done a lot of growing in, in you know, 2019. I don't want to be one of those people that say, oh, 2019 was awful, and I'm so glad it's 2020, and um, yeah, you know, there might have been some valleys and things like that, but growth happened, and that was what we believed our vision was. And it happened. A lot, a lot of growth happened in individual lives, and that was what we were hoping to see. So praise God for that as well. I believe, you guys, let me kind of expound upon that a little bit. I believe that God wants to use you, but he also wants to start by healing you and by stretching you and by growing you, because then then when that happens, we can be used, right? We can be used, and I believe that's exactly what God's doing with us. Uh, In 2019... Uh, we averaged about uh, 80 people per service, okay? In 2019, we averaged 80 people per service. Now, obviously, we could have had services larger than that. We could have had services smaller than that. But on average, uh, we had 80 people who um, uh, met on a a Sunday. Uh, To date, uh, we have uh, 78 members. uh, And so those are basically people who are very involved, who are attending things or serving or, you know, whatnot. Uh, and we have about 32 what we would just call regular attenders. So um, that's, you know, about 110 people. So, you know, we all don't show up at the same time, but that's all right. Um, but uh, we got a really, really solid, solid, good group of people. And I, and I love, I know all of you, and uh, so excited uh, about what God can do with this. Uh, in 2019, we had eight salvations. Yeah. And in 2019, we had eight baptisms. So 2019 was a a really, really uh, great year. Okay, now we're going to move over to the uh, not so uh, exciting part, the financials. There's only a couple people that get excited about the the financials. Uh, So, uh, and let me just also pause. If you have um, any questions, uh, if you would like to talk more about anything that I am talking about, uh, would you, um, if you still have a connection card, um, would you just write on that on the back that, hey, Pastor Matthew, would you email me? I'd like to know more about this, or I'd like to phone call, talk more about this. I would love anything that I'm discussing, anything that I'm talking about, if you want to just write it on a, a, one of our connection cards, uh, and you can either leave it on the seat, um, or you can give it directly to me. I would, I would be happy, happy to talk more about anything that I'm talking about. Also, uh, I will be sending all of this in our newsletter this week, our email newsletter. So if you receive the email newsletter, it will be coming. Uh, if you don't, um, let me know, and we will get you also on our email newsletter. Um, you can actually do it through our website. You can sign up all the way at the bottom of the first page, uh, but, or let me know, and we can also add you to our weekly uh, newsletter. But I will give you all of this information as well. Okay, financials. It was actually positive, okay? It was actually very, very positive. Uh, we, uh, our tithes and offerings were $115,797.55 last year. Good. It's really good. Uh, other giving, which is uh, like sponsorships and uh, you know little things like that, we had about seven hundred and seventy-two dollars uh, come in. Those were people like uh, camp camperships and things like that we did. Um, uh, the denomination actually uh, uh, they do things like tithe backs uh, and also because we were a church plant, gave us some money. So the denomination we actually got twenty-two thousand 
$582.73 from Foursquare. So, yeah. Uh, this next number is kind of the monies that are taken in for events, but these are also monies that, that we spent on going to the events. So, but we took in $14,944.57 for a total income of $154,097.40. Uh, to be compared with 2018, we did 123565 uh, $123, so obviously we did much better uh, 2019 than we even did 2018. Okay, here's the outgoing. You ready? Church operations. Okay, this is the stuff that, uh, the things that we have to pay for. All the little monthly bills and all the little, uh, you know, uh, licensings and all the kinds of stuff that just, it costs to operate this church. It costs to keep the doors open. Uh, we spent in the year 2019 $14,593.17. Uh, $14, so not too bad, right? Not too bad. Our rent, at least, now remember a lot of the year we were at the school, uh, but our rent and lease was $25,607.99. Uh, total ministry operations. This was the money that just went to operating ministries like youth ministry, children's ministry, uh, you know, anything that we did to support the ministries uh, and monies that we gave towards that. Uh, $20,413.36. Uh, so, again, pretty good. Uh, tithe denomination. One of the things we do as, as a Foursquare church is we tithe. Uh, everything that we get, our income, uh, we tithe $10,540 to the denomination. Uh, compensation, uh, we have three people that we pay uh, right now, and a total compensation uh, for those three, uh, $65,236.41. For total expenses, $136,390.93. Our net income was $17,000. $706.47. Good job, City Church. If you are wondering how all of this gets allocated, if you are wondering who's in charge here, who's uh, you know, keeping an eye on all this, we have a council. Uh, our council meets monthly, uh, and our council talks about all of these things. I don't spend a dime without the council knowing, without them approving it, without them checking it, and without them making sure that everything is kosher. So uh, could I ask my council, would you guys please stand up just so that everybody can see you, council members? So we have Sal, Anna, Tracy, Adrian in the back. I thought I saw Paul. Oh, Paul, Paul, thank you, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, is our, that is your council. They are the ones who are making all the business decisions. They are the ones praying, uh, and they are the ones who are obviously, all of that you see uh, every month, they're looking at that. So in case you were wondering, Pastor Matthew is not doing this all by himself uh, because it would not look like that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay, you ready to get some fun stuff? All right, yeah, Kaden, come on, vision, vision for 2020, all right, so I, I know, I know, I know, I know, most cool pastors have a one word, 
vision. They have a really come up with a really cool one word vision, and I could not land. I, I agonized. I tried everything. I met with my counsel. I even said, guys, help me to reduce this, and I just couldn't do it. But I believe these were the three words that God was giving to us uh, for 2020. But here it is our vision for 2020 is building, restoring, and reaching. All right? This is the vision that I believe that God uh, has spoken to us. These are the things that, that we are going to emphasize, and this is the direction that we are going to go in 2020. So there's three words. It is building, restoring, and reaching. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. I believe, though, God is wanting to build on what he has started with us, Okay. I believe that God wants to build in our lives personally. And what I believe that this isn't just a word for us corporately. I believe that God is wanting to do something with you specifically as well. God is wanting to build in your life. How many of you were fans of the TV show Extreme Home Makeover? Anybody? I know I'm kind of dating myself a little bit. I, my wife and I loved that show, but let me tell you, there's something spiritual about it. Now, I don't know if you ever noticed this, but in the very first season um, and the very first few shows, they just would remodel, okay? They just kind of remodeled their houses. And then all of a sudden, I don't know when it happened, but then they started demolishing the entire house, literally building a brand new foundation, and from the ground up would build new homes. I loved that. Because to be honest with you, if you're going to come to my house and you're going to remodel, let's just knock the whole thing down and let's just build a brand new house. Amen? I believe, though, I believe there's something spiritual about that, that there are certain things in your lives that God is wanting to do that with. That God is wanting to not just come in and say, oh, I'm going to tweak here, I'm going to tweak there. No, no, no. There's certain things in your life that God says, I'm going to mow that thing down and we're going to build brand new from the ground up state of the art. I got a picture. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Show, show the picture, and then I'll go back to the, the verse. That's from the show. This is an actual picture from Extreme Home Makeover. Uh, and by the way, how many of you feel like this is what your life looks like, right? My life kind of feels this way. And it's amazing. If you guys remember the show, they, first of all, they did it in an entire week. They did it in like seven days and an entire week, and it looked like chaos. And I believe there's something even spiritual about that, that in the middle of the week, it looked like chaos, and sometimes there would be like a storm that would stop things, or, or a contractor wouldn't show up, and they're like, oh my gosh, and it was always this point somewhere in the middle that they would be like, I don't know if we're going to get it done. How many of you feel like that with your life? Oh no, this is, this is not going to happen. Everything that we believe, by the way, I just realized something about myself, and this has happened at my, our Bible study. I realized that I'm like Peter in the story of him jumping out of the boat. I'm usually the first guy that will jump out of the boat for something. I'm, I get excited about things. I'm, I'm kind of an emotional type of guy. I'll jump out of the boat. But I realize I'm just like Peter. I freak out, though, once I'm out there. Anybody, can anybody else relate to that? You're the person who's like, I'm all in. I'm all in. Wait a minute. This is nuts. This is crazy. What am I doing? That's exactly how I feel. And by the way, that's how I feel sometimes even with the church. Sometimes, what in the world am I doing? And this is what it feels like sometimes. But I believe, you guys, that God is in the building process. Okay, uh, you can go back to that uh, slide with the um, verse on it. Psalm 127.1 says, Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects the city guarding it, with centuries will do no good. So listen, 
I don't know what you are doing in your life. I don't know what things that you are endeavoring in, what, uh, what visions you know, that you have and, and all this. I will tell you one thing. If God is not in the middle of it, it's all in vain. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even this, if God and Chuck said it, and I'm so glad he said it, we didn't talk about this, but Chuck had said it at the beginning of service. If God is not in the middle of what we are doing, this can also be in vain. Just because we say we're having church, if we are inviting God, it's not church, okay? And really, to be very honest with you, we're not the church if we're not inviting God into what we're doing because the Bible says that we are his church. We are Christ's church. We need to bring God into everything that we're doing, whether it's our personal lives or whether it's in the life of this church. Second, okay, the second word, that was building. The second word is restoring. I feel like the Lord has given me a lot, a lot about this. I also believe this is a year of restoration, okay? God wants to restore the areas of your life that are broken or in complete ruin, right? Like an old car that needs repair. I am a huge fan. I am a huge fan of those TV shows, like one of them's Counting Cars or um, the American Choppers, or when they take something, right, that's completely rusted, when they take something that's completely broken, when they take something that nobody else wants, they found it in a junkyard, and then they take it into their shop, and just by the end of the episode, right, by the end of the episode, this beautiful vehicle comes rolling out. Um, and uh, really quick, we'll, we'll do it again with that, uh, the next picture, actually. That's my uncle right there. That's my Uncle Terry. Many of you have met him. And that is his 33 coupe right there. Um, it is uh, a restoration. Um, he didn't do the restoration. He actually bought it from his best friend. Uh, no, I'm sorry. His best friend owned the car. And when his best friend passed, he left it to my uncle. And my uncle loves, loves that car. Not because of just the car, but because it was his friend was the one who restored the car. But how beautiful is that thing, right? But... If you've ever seen, and I don't have any pictures, but have you ever seen pictures of like rust buckets? And, and I love it, the fact that these guys see something in these things, right? That, that it doesn't matter what it looks like, that someone with visionary, right? Someone can see the end result when, even when it's in its most beat up and it's most rusted and it's most decayed state. And can I tell you something? God does the same thing with us, with you, God sees the potential. He doesn't look at you and see you as rusted, as broken, as beat up, or as run down, or as worthless. God sees the end result. God sees the pretty picture even before you see the pretty picture. Do you understand? I believe, you guys, that this is a year of restoration. That God is wanting to do that not only in your lives, but God is wanting to do it in lives of many that aren't even here yet. I'm going to talk about some things that we're actually going to do that are gonna involve restoration, but we're gonna do some very specific things this year. Uh, one of them we already mentioned, we're gonna have Robbie Booth here, uh, and he's gonna do more than even just the marriage uh, thing. But one of the areas uh, that we're going to focus on this year is the condition of our soul. The one thing we don't talk about a lot. And if you're, if you're already confused, I really honestly believe, and the Bible backs this up, there's three parts to you. There is the, there is the spirit, and the spirit is the thing that when you uh, ask Jesus to come into your life and to forgive you of your sins. And, and when you say the sinner's prayer and when that whole thing happens, that, that beautiful day of, of rebirths, 
That's what happens in your spirit. You, your spirit was once dead and now is it, it's alive. But the Bible actually talks about these other two parts to you. You are also soul and body. Well, I believe, I honestly believe that even though our spirit is renewed, that sometimes our soul is still broken. Our soul is still hurting. Have you ever wondered, okay, I don't get it. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. Why do I still do stupid things? Anybody ever wondered that? Why do I still, even in this state, even I'm saved, I believe in Jesus Christ, I read the Bible, I go to church, why do I still make mistakes? I believe that it's because of the condition of our soul. For example, I've shared with you guys that I grew up, my parents divorced, uh, my mom remarried, uh, my stepdad committed suicide, and, and I've only ever known people leaving. And so I, even though in my spirit I was saved, my soul still hurt and still mourned and was still in anguish. And because of that, I still reacted. And, and, and you know, even up, I really believe that I'm healing from these things, but I'm still always worried about people leaving me, right? And that is the part of my soul that is still in anguish. That is the part of your soul that can still be in anguish. And that is something that this year, in 2000, or, um, yeah, 2020, almost said 2019, that in 2020, we are going to address, we are going to address the real issue of our souls and soul care and soul healing, because I believe that God wants you whole, spirit, soul, and body. Amen? Uh, the last thing that I believe that God is calling us to do is reach outward. This is the third word. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped the, um, go back. I skipped the verse. Restoring. Isaiah 38, 16 says, Lord, your discipline is good, for it leads to life and health. You restore my breath and allow me to live. I don't believe that that health is just a physical health. I believe that there is an emo emotional healing that we can have. I believe it. You know why I have to believe it? Because sometimes I'm an emotional wreck. So I have to believe it. I don't know about you, but I'm not one of those people. My wife is this person, right? She's the stable. This is me. I'm up, I'm down. I'm up, I'm down. And I want to be healed. I want to be whole is what I want to be. I want to be whole. I don't want to be tossed to and fro when stuff happens, when life happens, because life is going to happen. That stuff's not going to stop. Okay. Thank you. I apologize uh, back there. The last thing that I believe that God is calling us to do is to reach outward. We cannot become so inwardly focused that we forget that there is a world outside these four walls that is hurting. So what does reaching look like? Well, first ask yourself, who has God put in your sphere of influence? Who is already, I think sometimes we, when we think of outreach, we think of those people that we don't know. But I say, hey, hey, that's great, but let's take a few steps back. Who are the people that you do know that God has put you in your sphere of influence? Who are your neighbors? Who are your family members? Who are the people that you work with who need to hear the good news? Amen? Right? Let's not, like the Bible says, let's not hide our light, our lamp under a bushel. As the good Sunday school song says. But why have we become afraid? Why are we letting our culture and our world tell us to be silent? 
There is life-giving power in your words when you confront somebody not out of hatred or not out of trying to demand anything from them, but when you tell them the good news, the truth about Jesus Christ. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. This is where we need the Holy Spirit. But I believe that we need to be a church that's reaching out. Some things, and I have a, 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 you know what, let me go and read the scripture first. Matthew twenty two thirty seven says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul. There it is. You guys see it? Soul. You guys hear that? God wants you to love him with your soul too. And all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. It is easy, I'm going to be very honest with you, it's actually a lot easier to love somebody I don't know. You know who it's hard to love? The people I do know, right? We just went through Christmas, right? Anybody have renewed your, your dislike for a family member? We're reminded why we do not see that family, those fam, certain family members, right? But to, let, me, let me kind of shake things up a little bit. Maybe that is your mission field. I'm sorry, I am just the messenger. Maybe your neighbors are your mission field. Maybe you're the people that you work with. Maybe it's the people that live in your own house is your mission field. But whoever it is, God is calling us to reach, to reach out, to not just be about you guys ourselves and just what's going on inside the four walls, but what's happening out there. I hope that everything that we are teaching, everything that we are doing, that you guys take out into your homes, into your businesses, and into your neighborhoods. That's why the third word is reaching. Those are the things that we're gonna focus on this year. One of the things that we are doing, and I wanted to show you guys a photo, and we actually started this in 2019, is um, we are part of the Good News Club. Uh, Nikki Sands and I go every Wednesday to the Good News Club uh, over at Gilbert Elementary, and we love it. We have the greatest time, and by the way, these are unchurched kids. And uh, last, not last week, but two weeks ago, uh, six of those kids gave their hearts to Jesus. Nikki led three girls to the Lord, and I led three boys to the Lord. We will always be a church that will be reaching out. We will always be a church that if there's, if there's opportunity, if, if we're invited or there's open doors somewhere, that we're going to take those opportunities to reach out. And by the way, Gilbert is in the city of Buena Park. And it is actually, Gilbert School is considered uh, by the people who attend, the families attend there, it is considered the most impoverished out of all of Buena Park, That's that central area. And can I tell you, they're the greatest kids I've ever met. I, to be honest with you, I'm blown away that that's considered the most impoverished because they have smiles on their faces, they're great, and, and Nikki and I honestly look forward to it every, every single week. Um... All right, I want to share, uh, we fasted and prayed for 21 days this month, and two really encouraging words came out that I would like to share with you guys. These were both amazing words. I, I, the minute I read them, they, they hit me, oops, sorry, they hit me right in the, my heart's technically over here, hit me right in the heart, um, but I believe 100% that this is from the Lord. Uh, the first one was from um, Tracy Perry. Uh, Tracy Perry, I'm actually just going to kind of read uh, what she wrote. 
She said, I don't usually remember my dreams, but I had a couple of them this week that I remember so vividly uh, that I had to wonder if the Lord was trying to speak to me through them. Uh, the second one was, I was on a cruise ship and a giant hole just opened up. Water quickly filled the ship and started uh, sucking people, me included, into the open ocean. No time uh, to get life preservers or, or run to the lifeboat. I couldn't swim hard enough. It was a nightmare and I felt terrified and so out of control. By the way, so not realistic, but I was still going on a cruise. Jump cut two, I'm on shore at a place where everyone was safe. Not one person perished. The feeling of terror was immediately exchanged for feelings of safety, relief, and comfort. I have no idea how, but just one of these, it happened in a dream thing. She said, today I spent my devotion and prayer time in 1 Peter. Peter spends quite a bit of time talking about suffering. Suffering for doing good and suffering for being a Christian. At the end, he says, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. That is a word for you, church, for you as individuals. That is a word to you. Here's the thing. Bad things happen right? Bad things happen, but God has a promise, and I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll read it again. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Amen? She says, she goes on to say, in my dream, everyone on that ship suffered and felt the terror of losing control and, uh, and the unknown, but we can replace the jump cut that I explained in my dream with God's grace, then experience the sense of security, comfort, and relief that comes after the suffering. Suffering doesn't seem like a great way to think about the new year. Unfortunately, it is something that we will experience at some point, or some in the church are currently experiencing, even currently. But we can find hope in knowing that with God, we can get through it. That through his grace and through the people he uses and has placed around us in the church, we aren't alone. If we aren't the ones suffering, let's remember to be the people that surround them and use the gifts that the Lord gives us to be used by God to help relieve some of the suffering and bring comfort. Thank you, Tracy. One of the other words, and this is the only other one that I'll share during our time of prayer and fasting was from uh, Anna Fondacaro. I'll read what she posted. She said, my devotions today were in Genesis, and it started in Genesis 13, uh, and I know Genesis is not the most exciting book in the Bible to read, but as I was reading, I read Genesis 13, 17, and it says, go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. And when I read it, I felt like this was a word for us, for City Church. The ESV says, arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. I love that it says arise. Arise means emerge, get up, or stand up. And my prayer for City Church is that in 2020, we would arise as a church, that new leaders would emerge in our church, that we would start standing up and standing in the gap to see healing take place in people around us, to see restoration in families, that we would go out and reach our community and those in the neighborhood surrounding us, that we would begin claiming the promises God has given us in his word. 
I believe that we are going to see the miraculous take place in 2020 in healings, restoration, addictions broken, and young leaders rise up and promises fulfilled. Amen. Amen. That is a word for our church. That is a word. And I, love, I believe both of those, uh, and those both spoke to my spirit, and I hope they speak to you. Okay. We're moving on. Now let me tell you kind of the things that are going on. We're going to talk about the practical now, okay? For many of you know, uh, there's a lot going on um, in, uh, with uh, Christ Community Church. So as of October, uh, we moved into this space. So let me explain the dynamic here. Um, there is a church, uh, they are called Christ Community Church, and they are the original founders of this church. Uh, it was founded back in the 50s, um, and this building was built in the 70s. Uh, and so they've been around that long, and they have a very, in fact, I've met even several uh, people who, uh, as kids, were attended uh, Christ Community Church uh, back in the 50s. So there's a great history here. So let me tell you a, a little bit about what's going on. Uh, we are going to, once a month, we are going to join them for their morning services. Okay, this kind of came out of um, an idea on our part that, I don't know how many of you guys are going to show up on um, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, on Easter, on Mother's Day, Father's Day, things like that. Nobody, especially my wife and I, are we really going to want to come to church uh, in an evening on those days? So we reached out to Christ Community Church, and they said, hey, we would love to join with you guys. And now, uh, for those of you who know, uh, we join with them to do a Thanksgiving service, Thanksgiving Eve, and we joined to do a Christmas Eve service, and we had an amazing time and an amazing experience. Uh, the Korean church even jumped in and was uh, their choir was, I mean, it blew the roof off of this place. Uh, and so obviously, we also want to be a church that's very open to say, hey, God, what are you doing? We may not just be ministering to the community. We may be ministering to other churches or we may be ministering alongside of other churches. Again, it's not just about us. It's not just about me, and it's not even just about our, our little church. It's about, God, what are you doing? So we are going to, uh, for the next five months, starting in February, we are going to meet with them, and pretty much it's every holiday, okay? So Super Bowl, I know it's not a holiday, uh, but Super Bowl Sunday, uh, the Sunday before St. Patrick's Day, Easter, Mother's Day, and Father's Day, okay? Those are the Sundays that we will be meeting here at 1030 uh, on, on Sunday mornings, okay? So those days we will not be having services in the evening. Here's what I'm asking you, okay? You kind of have a job to do. As we meet with them, I would love for you guys to, to, as best as you can, look at it as an opportunity for ministry, okay? Just because they're church people doesn't mean that they don't need to be ministered to, all right? Have an opportunity. When you come, don't necessarily expect that someone's gonna come to you and say hello, um, Beat them to the punch, and you go say, hey, we're so, you know what, thank you guys so much for having, I want to bless their socks off. I want them to see that we are a loving church, uh, that we are a warm church, and we are definitely a very in inviting church. Also, here's the second part of that. I would love your honest opinion about when we meet with them, and let me explain to you why. There is something that's on the table, okay, and that's all it is, is it's on the table. It's something that Christ Community Church is praying about. They do not have a, a, a long-term pastor right now. They have an interim pastor. And they are considering several options. One, they are looking for a, um, uh, they are looking for a pastor, uh, but they're not necessarily feeling like that's the solution for them. They are also very open 
to possibly merge with another church. So they are looking at us. They are kind of, kind of, you know, taking a, you know, a gander at what we do and who we are, and do we think, you know, we might be a good fit. So as you're thinking about that, would you guys be praying about, about that? I don't know. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you what I think is going to happen, but what I'm asking you is, would you be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of what you feel like what we're supposed to do? Is this something that we're supposed to do, or do we just continue to do what we've been doing as city church and, you know, meeting here in the in the afternoons and things like that. So you have kind of five months to, to get a feel and pray and, and engage on that. Um, but some of the things that we are doing is we are doing some large events with them. Uh, some of you may remember we did a Halloween outreach with them. Uh, we may talk about doing an Easter event with them and, and stuff like that. So we are definitely uh, going to be partnering with them uh, for those types of things and as again, we're praying about what could be possibly the future of our two churches, uh, um, potentially maybe even merging. Um, so let me tell you kind of some things, though, now just for, uh, for City Church. Did I cover all of that? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So 2020 and beyond, what, what are some things? And I want to go back to the whole soul care thing. Um, I would like to see opportunities uh, for, and I realize I just spelled that for, not F-O-R, uh, for our soul to be healed. I guess we're four square, so that's where that came from. Oh, no, I fixed it. I, I, never mind. Uh, one of the things that we're going to have, I, I, ignore me, I don't know. Uh, one of the things that we're going to have is we're going to have Pastor Robbie Booth come. Now, he is doing a, a, mar a marriage seminar, uh, but, uh, but one of the things that um, he is going to do is he actually is going to speak the Sunday after that, and he's going, to, he's going to talk about that subject, about soul care, about uh, emotional healing, right, that type of stuff. So I would encourage you, uh, if you know somebody that needs to hear a message like that, um, Pastor Robbie Booth has uh, over 40 years of experience in um, uh, family uh, uh, counseling. Uh, he's been doing it. Uh, he counsels pastors. He counsels families. He can talk with everyone from a kid, you know, all the way up to adults. He's, he's really amazing. And I'm not just saying that because he's my uncle. I'm truly saying that because he's got a gift. And he's even ministered to my wife and I. And I didn't feel like it was my uncle talking to me. I felt like it was this man who truly loves people who wanted to see healing. And um, that is going to be a focus. So that's the first thing that we're going to do. Uh, another thing is we are going to, we are actively looking to get a woman by the name of Beth Baroni to come uh, and possibly to some type of seminar here, some type of maybe weekend thing, Saturday thing, or maybe just speak on a Sunday. Uh, let me tell you about Beth Baroni really, really quick, okay? She was institutionalized. She was multiple personality, and she was definitely, by her own words, demon-possessed, okay? She has completely come out of all of that. She is now married. She now has children, and she now speaks everywhere about emotional and mental and physical healing. And we're going to have her come and we're going to have her talk because she is amazing. I heard her only talk for, what, like half an hour and she blew my mind. And she's amazing. So that's one of the things we're going to actively seek to have Beth Baroni come out. Also, one of the things that we would like to do, uh, we've been hearing a lot about them, is called the Emmaus Road uh, Counseling. We are going to try to have a lot of publication and a lot of opportunities for you to learn more. Uh, maybe we'll have representatives out so you can learn much more about the Emmaus Road. But basically, the Emmaus Road is 
uh, an essentially Christian counseling, but it's really, really good. It is really, really good, uh, and they want to work with you. So if it's not even something that's covered, I've talked with certain people from there, if it's not even something that's covered with insurance and stuff like that, um, they'll do their best to just to work and help you because it's about you. Um, so we're gonna, uh, that's another group that we would like to bring in. Uh, in addition to uh, Sunday mornings and discipleship, we want to be a church that reaches out. You guys have heard me talk a lot about this. We want to reach the homeless. I'm going to speed up because I'm running over time here. Uh, uh, homeless, uh, orphan, widow, I totally believe that's biblical that we need to be reaching out. One of the things that I really want to also look into is uh, more multicultural experiences for our church, Spanish churches, Korean churches, uh, and things like that. Um, we have an outreach ministry that is ran by Sarah Van Houten. Sarah Van Houten uh, runs our um, outreach ministry. Uh, we partner with Giving Children Hope. We partner with the Children's Gospel Box. We partner with the Good News Club. Uh, Love Buena Park, um, we do, uh, which is a neighborhood outreach. Uh, we do our own homeless ministry, a homeless uh, bags, which we call Bobs. Those are called Bags of Blessings, which we're actually gonna be doing in um, March, I believe, March. Uh, and, of course, we do things like Halloween um, outreaches and things like that, which we've had great attendance uh, for. Uh, if you are interested in, uh, again, knowing more or want to talk with Sarah more or this kind of stuff really sparks with you, please, again, uh, say something to us because we, we really want, you know, love to grow these types of things. Uh, we got, uh, got some really cool announcements, okay? This is really cool stuff. We are starting a uh, young marrieds ministry. Yeah, yeah. And I, would, I am happy to announce Chris and Anna Fondacaro. Uh, Chris is here. Anna's at home. Uh, but Chris will be, and Anna will be leading uh, the, Mar the Young Marrieds Ministry. Um, the next thing I'm happy, most of you know this, but uh, one of the things that I'm super, super excited about is I am officially stepping away from youth ministry um, because I'm just too old, I think, now for it, which I cannot believe that I'm saying that. Uh, but we have, we have, um, we really believe God brought us someone who is amazing, who is uh, so excited to lead the ministry. Uh, I would like to bring her on up, uh, Jenna Estrada. <laughs> Jenna is our new uh, youth pastor, and we are so super excited. Um, she is actually going to work this year on getting uh, licensed as a Foursquare pastor as well. Uh, she's, yep. Uh, Jenna uh, also went to uh, Life Bible College um, and is super, super passionate about youth ministry. I knew her as a youth. She's amazing, and I'm so excited. This is her husband, Blake, who's gonna be supporting her. Yeah. Uh, and what I would like to do is I'd also like to invite the other youth leaders up, because you may not know them all. So all, all the youth leaders, if you are a lead in the youth ministry, uh, come on up here. I'd like for you to see all their faces. This is a great team. Jenna's now team. So we have, um, her, of course, her mom, <laughs> Nikki. But um, I love the, this couple right here. Uh, this is Patrick and Emma Cantino, uh, and they are all super excited. So one of the things that we haven't really ever done uh, because there's a lot of building going on already, is we are going to pray over our youth leaders, and we are going to pray over Jenna. Uh, so would you guys do that with me um, right now? Would you guys just stretch your hand out uh, as I pray, and will you just pray along with me? Uh, Father God, I first of all thank you for what you are doing, Lord. You're even building even now, uh, doing something new, and so Lord, we are so thankful. Lord, I just anoint 
Jenna for this time, Lord God, for this season. I anoint her. Holy Spirit, fill her so full. Give her insight. Give her wisdom, Lord God. Lord, give her confidence. Give her boldness, Lord Jesus. May she, as we've been talking about, may she take the land. Everywhere her feet tread, Lord God, would she possess and would she take, Lord God. And so, Father, we just anoint them. Go ahead, Frank, would you, uh, Frank's going to, if someone's touching you, it's just because Frank's going to just be anointing you guys. But, Lord God, we pray and we lift up all of our youth leaders. We ask, Lord God, that you would protect them. We ask that you would use them mightily. We ask that you would fill them full with your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, I was so thankful for what you are doing, Lord God. Use them mightily for the kingdom. Protect them, Lord Jesus. Provide for them, Lord God, and do a work in their lives and through them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Oh, picture. Thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. Okay, we're, I promise we are on the downhill, uh, downhill thing. I will, I will pick it up. Uh, nothing really new with, uh, with children's ministry. If you guys don't know, uh, Sheila and Nikki have been overseeing um, preschool and nursery. Uh, Frank Galvan has been, uh, thank you, Frank, who is actually a professional teacher, which is awesome to have professionals uh, who, who bless us. Yeah, uh, leading our elementary class. Uh, but of course, we could always use more help and more volunteers. Uh, men's ministry, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Greg Charman uh, oversees our men's ministry. Uh, we have uh, men's Bible studies that are meeting, currently meeting right now, uh, three of them. Uh, and um, we do an every other month event as, as also an annual uh, men's camp. Uh, women's ministry is led by uh, my wife, Sheila Augusto. Uh, we have a ladies retreat coming up, uh, which they do, and also events uh, that like the paint night. Uh, and, of course, they have a Bible study that's coming up that will be starting in April. We have, a, if you guys didn't know this, we kind of have a care ministries. Our care ministries is led by um, Nikki Sands, who was just standing up here. Uh, and Nikki, uh, basically, it's kind of our hospital visitations. Our, she even just did an in-home uh, visitation, which was awesome. Uh, again, if you would like to know more about that and be a part of that ministry, um, let us know. Uh, we also have a prayer ministry, uh, Pastor Chuck Ruth, who you saw up here talking a lot, he leads our, our prayer ministry. We have an um, online kind of prayer chain. Uh, it's private, so no one can see it, uh, but it's a prayer chain that we, we are constantly praying for people. We're constantly praying for your needs, as well as it's the prayer team uh, that the people that you see up here praying or the people that weekly are praying over our service and things like that. Okay, this is it. This is my last point. Uh, we would really like for you guys, though, to partner with us to grow City Church, okay? Um, even though we have enough money to keep the doors open, uh, we don't necessarily always have money to pour into the ministries that we would like. We do not, and, and this is what I would love to change, we are not necessarily paying any of our uh, ministry leaders anything. They are, have been doing it, uh, some of them for the last four years, um, completely out of service uh, to you guys. Uh, and I would love to be able to give some of these people who are working a lot of hours for our church something. Um, so just to, to you know, have that on your, on your mind. Uh, but would you do three things? Would you commit to three things for our church, especially this year? Would you pray for our church? Would you pray for us as often as you think about City Church? Would you pray for it? Um, would, you, uh, would you give? Um, you know, it could be uh, your, your tithe, your talent, or your touch. Would you consider giving uh, to City Church, being a part of the life of City Church, uh, and of course, serving. Uh, if you consider City Church your home, would you at least once a month serve 
anywhere, anywhere. It doesn't have to be, but would you just serve? Um, to be honest with you, uh, it's where I got started. I got started in children's ministry, and I got started just serving, just teaching. That's all it was, and that is how I got hooked. Uh, and it really, really is. It makes you understand and be a part of the life. You really don't get too much out of just coming on Sundays for an hour and a half. It's, it's going to Bible studies. It's, it's serving. It's, it's, it's fellowship with others where really great things start to happen. Um, so I would ask that if you would partner with us, uh, and, and if I can just say, uh, we really, really would like to see great things happen, and it can only happen if we come together and, and do it together. It's, never, it's not going to just be Pastor Matthew or just you know, one group. Um, let me leave you with this scripture. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you give back. So this vision, building, restoring, and reaching is what we want to do in 2020. And I would love, love for all of you guys to be a part of that. Amen? And can I pray? Can I close our time in prayer? Father God, thank you. Lord, I know that was a lot, uh, but Lord, uh, you say that we need to cast a vision so that people can grab hold of that vision, so that we're doing this all together, so that we're all in one accord, and that we're all together in your spirit, Lord God. Lord, would you do a mighty work in us? Lord, we want to see new things. Would you build new things in our personal lives and in the life of this church? Lord, we want to see restoration. We want to see people who are hurting and broken, sick. Lord, we want to see them healed and restored and made new again. And Lord, would we be a church that constantly reaches out to our community, to the people around us, to our neighbors, to our family, to our coworkers? Lord, would we continue ultimately to share the good news of Christ with all that we meet? Lord, I pray that you would equip and empower everyone here through your Holy Spirit and the authority given to us by Jesus Christ that we would go out and do what you've asked us to do. Lord, I thank you and I'm excited. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen.